2: Welcome to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit. I'm your host, Dr. Paula, the Life Doctor, and I'm grateful you're joining me today. I want to begin by reminding you that you are all part of a global community with fellow listeners in literally every corner of the world. I'm grateful for each and every one of you. There are currently 89 regions around the world where we have listeners. I want to thank all of you who are listening. And as promised, I will continue to mention a couple of specific countries and states each week. This week, I want to call special attention to our listeners in Germany and Korea, and in the states of Washington and Illinois. Welcome and thank you for your continuing support. Last week, Marcelle Carter-Waddell, founder and president of Hope for the Homefront, talked with us about how the families of servicemen are impacted by the emotional, mental, and physical problems that the soldiers bring home with them. Her story is important and largely untold. Numerous people shared with me how powerful the program was. If you missed it, be sure to go to paulajoyce.com to listen to it on demand. And later today, we are looking forward to our third visit with Dr. Paula Feyerman, who is always engaging and informative. This time we will talk about the importance of rest, relaxation, and meditation for your optimal physical, mental, and emotional health and well-being choosing to be positive choosing to think see feel and act in new and healthier ways is the heart of uplift your life nourishment of the spirit we all have choices but we can't make the best choices for ourselves if we don't know what the options are This show provides you with new information on health and healing with an emphasis on spirituality and the connection between our thoughts, emotions, and physical and mental health. We can all choose happiness, gratitude, and positivity. We change the energy in our body and literally become younger, feel lighter, and have more energy as we choose to see the joy, beauty, and love in our lives. My show helps you do that by providing you with new information, perspectives and techniques, inspirational stories and guests like Dr. Paula Fairman who are thought leaders in their field. If you have a question for her or are trying to figure out how to find the silver lining in a difficult situation or how to rid yourself of persistent negative thoughts, or have a personal story to share, please call during the show to 1-866-472-5795 or email now or between shows to drpaulajoyce at gmail.com. And the phone number between shows is 1-214-736-445. And be sure to grab a pencil and paper now because you're going to need it later in the show for our latest feature. Last week in that new feature, I challenged you to look at the emotional pain that you are ignoring and to do something about healing it in order to heal your life. I'm pleased to report that I did hear from people who have committed to working on this and who also expressed their gratitude for being exposed to new ideas on this show that helped them heal. I congratulate you for for continuing your search, and as promised, I will read your emails. Many of us think that it has to be hard work to heal our emotions. But some of you are discovering, like this listener, that it can be as simple as a slight shift in perspective. James wrote that he was feeling unappreciated and wondering why no one was calling him or inviting him to come over. Suddenly, he, he had the realization that maybe they were feeling the same way. So he sent a short text to a number of friends saying that he had been thinking about them and just wanted to reach out and let them know how much their friendship means to him. He was delighted as his phone kept announcing new messages acknowledging their gratitude for his friendship. James was amazed at how many really nice responses he got and how good it made him feel. So next time you're feeling lonely or unappreciated, you might want to do what James did. It's simple and has a really good chance of bringing more joy into your life like it did for James. And just as friendship is important to our happiness, so is rest and relaxation. Even though we all know this, do we give ourselves permission to rest or do we believe that we have to be productive to be worthy? As I was getting ready to write this section, I felt the need to lie down for a few minutes in order to do a special breathing exercise that helps me move physical pain through my body and release it. I had just begun when the phone rang. My first impulse was to get up and answer the phone. Then I thought about what I was writing and trying to convey to you. So I controlled my urge to take care of someone else instead of relaxing and helping myself. Then I started to think logically. I realized that the phone call was probably someone wanting to sell me something, which it turns out it was. But even if it wasn't, It could wait 10 minutes. And then I thought about the friend who had earlier in the week told me that she felt guilty about taking a nap, even though she really needed it. Do we ever feel guilty about working when we should be resting? Probably not. We seem to have gotten into a mode of believing that work is more important than rest and ultimately more important than our own health and longevity. The fact is that our brain can only function at high levels for about one and a half to two hours at a time and then it needs a few minutes, around 10 minute break so we can regain its energy most of us are working longer hours than we need to we can actually accomplish more and less time if we allow ourselves the time we need to rest relax rejuvenate taking these short breaths also breaks also yeah and breaths also allows the brain to work behind the scenes on an unconscious level when you come back to the task at hand you can move more quickly and with better results some of my clients have been amazed at the increase in their business and income as they learn to take more time to rest relax and have fun and the other part of this truth is that we don't have to do everything by ourselves The most powerful partnership is the one with the spiritual realm. But if we think that we have to do it all ourselves, we don't give the universe any space to help us. If you're praying for help, you actually have to step aside and give God an opportunity to help you. That means taking time off of work so God can step in and provide the help you need and want. A few years ago, I was preparing a speech and feeling very stuck. I couldn't find the center of it and just kept bumping up against a brick wall. I was very frustrated. Although the amount of time I had to prepare was shortening, I did what seemed to me at the time to be very foolish. I walked away from my desk and went to dance tango. To my surprise, when I got home, The speech almost wrote itself. I experienced firsthand what I'm describing to you. I needed to give my brain a rest, let it relax, and then I came back renewed, refreshed, and dynamic. Actually, although I didn't understand this at the time, dancing Argentine tango gave me the same benefit that meditation would have. It was actually one of the ways that I learned to focus my attention and let go of distracting thoughts. As I shared in our show on Tango, it's really a walking meditation and a lot of fun. One that I highly recommend I've had a lot of fun also in the last couple of weeks discovering a new form of meditation. It's been snowing more than usual in Dallas. And in fact, I'm looking out at a blanket of snow right now. What that means here is that we've had a few days of snow. I find, find fresh falling snow absolutely beautiful. Since the city does not have snow removal equipment, Dallas pretty much comes to a standstill when it snows. The fun part for me is just staring out at the falling snow. I find it mesmerizing and totally relaxing. The white snow covers the bushes, trees, and rooftops, creating a painting in front of my eyes. I find myself glued to the view outside my living room window with no concern for what has to be done that day because really most things don't have to be done when we think they do. We create artificial deadlines and make ourselves feel good as we check items off of our to-do list. So maybe we should write to-do lists that say or at least include Relax, rest, meditate, listen to the wind, watch the birds, meditate on the falling snow. Maybe then we could check it off our list and actually allow ourselves to feel good about taking time for ourselves. Deepak Chopra suggested that one way to meditate was just to look out your window for three hours once a week. The length of time you choose to look out the window may be different than his suggestion, but as we have said on this show before, your brain is wired to relax at the sight of nature. So even a few minutes of looking out the window or walking through nature would be a wise practice to add to your routine on a regular basis, and especially if you are feeling particularly stressed. Some people respond better to a guided meditation than to just sitting quietly. Here's one of my favorites that helps clear away negative thoughts like guilt, blame, fear, whatever is tormenting you. I'm going to talk you through it. If you've done this before with me, this refresher will help you remember to do it on your own. So get comfortable, close your eyes, and take three really deep cleansing breaths into your stomach with the exhale longer than the inhale. Envision yourself swimming in an ocean of blue light. See all of your negative thoughts going into this ocean of God's love. See God's energy cleansing and clearing away all of your fears and old negative thoughts. Now see yourself swimming out of that ocean, leaving all of the negative thoughts in it and swimming directly into an adjacent ocean that only contains God's pure white light. This white light protects you and keeps all of the negative thoughts from returning. Soak in the peace and love. Feel it. Enjoy it. True healing comes from the spiritual realm as we transform the negative energy in our bodies into light. My angels and guides have given me a very specific set of exercises. That will help you heal regardless of the seriousness of your condition. Everyone who participates in this process will receive a healing from complete cure to noticeable improvement even if they have a terminal diagnosis or a chronic condition. We all can heal through our limitless higher self. There are seven steps for healing the body, seven for the mind and seven for healing the spirit. I'm offering this as a three-part workshop, 21 Steps for Healing Your Body, from 7 to 9 p.m. on April 8, 15, and 22nd at the Dallas Meditation Center. As one of my clients, Brother Chi Singh, said, Dr. Paula is the real deal. I could feel the angelic guides assisting her. She is compassionate, wise, gentle, and direct. Just what the doctor ordered. To experience this for yourself, you can go to my website, PaulaJoyce.com, for more information and to register. If you cannot come, I also do this privately, in person, over the phone, or on Skype. You can arrange for me to deliver this workshop over a weekend in your city. Now I'm pleased to introduce our returning guest, Dr. Paula Fairman. She trained first in family practice in traditional Western medicine and then with Dr. Andrew Weil in integrative medicine. She became interested in different modes of healing because of her experiences doing yoga. Consequently, she studied yoga therapy, acupuncture, somatics, mind-body methods, meditation, and now is interested in energy medicine. She works with the physical body, but also breath sensations, emotions, thoughts, beliefs, energy, and joy to facilitate her patient's health and well-being. You're listening to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the spirit i'm your host dr paula the life doctor let me remind you that i have a new question for you that will help you improve your life while you're listening to the commercials during this break go to paulajoyce.com and click on calendar of events to see The question. Before the second break and at the end of the show, I'll give you something else to do with the question. Those people who follow up by emailing me will have an opportunity to have their emails read on the show. So, right now, go to my calendar of events page on paulajoyce.com and answer the question of the day on your own paper. Then go to my spiritual services page to read about and register for 21 Steps for Healing Your Body. I'm already receiving registrations for this powerful process, so be sure to reserve your spot. Stay tuned. We'll be right back for what I know will be a fascinating conversation with Dr. Paula Feyerman on the importance of rest relaxation, and meditation.
0: The Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Seek greater awareness. Time for a fresh perspective. From leadership development to team building and re your mission,
1: If
2: you're just tuning in, I'm your host, Dr. Paula, The Life Doctor, and you're listening to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit. I hope that you thought about ways that you can add rest, relaxation, and or meditation into your daily life and made that list. We're here with Dr. Paula Feyerman to talk with us now about that very thing. Hi, Paula. How are you? I'm great, Paula. Nice to talk to you. Yes, we love that we both are named Paula. I know. <laughs> <laughs> so, when we were just talking about the snow in Calgary, Canada, you get a lot more than I do. <laughs> I
3: know, and I just went online very quickly to look at snow photos from March the 5th, and it's actually quite beautiful. You do have quite a lot of snow in Dallas,
2: right? Absolutely I mean, it, it's really just amazing. I truly am looking out at this winter picture scene that you know could be in a book. Um it's just everything's covered. Yeah. It
3: looks, is, it's going so unusual for you.
2: Absolutely and and fun. In fact, as I as we were saying um to each other during the break, I was the, the fact that I have less snow now, growing up in Detroit, I kind of took it for granted and actually, you know, found it annoying at times because you have to shovel it and, you know, all of that, but getting less of it, I have been just staring at the difference between the snowflakes and and each time it snows, it f- makes different formations from heavy like a rain to very light flurries to everything in the middle. It's just uh, amazing to watch the beauty of nature and the diversity.
3: It is. And I think what you spoke about earlier is exactly what you were talking about is rest and actually the appreciation of our world and that sense of wonder can be so healing to us.
2: Yes, and we don't take time to do it. You know, we we drive to get somewhere as opposed to appreciating what's around us on route. Um, And this really came home to me when my sister was dying, and it was fall in Connecticut, which is absolutely magnificent. And I was watching through her eyes as she was soaking in the beauty of of every leaf and every color.
3: Mm hmm Yeah, there's a real appreciation there for those moments. Yes. Mm Mm-hmm. Well, I was thinking quite a lot about uh, our talk, and you had talked about rest and relaxation and meditation, and actually being in nature is also part of that aspect that we've just been talking about. And sleep is another important aspect to all of these um, rejuvenation for our body systems and our mind systems and our energy systems. So I thought it might be nice to think about these things a little bit more deeply and just piece out what they are. Because I think when you're um, engaged in that reverie with nature, that wonderful connection with nature, you are doing a few different things. You're resting, you're probably relaxing, you could be meditating, um, you're rejuvenating yourself. And also from the the Chinese and the Eastern systems, we really understand that humans are not disconnected from, from nature. We are exactly part of nature. And often when we are looking at disruptions in a Chinese medicine way, we're thinking about how is the nature disrupted within us? What is going on that is creating an imbalance in the energy system that's from our natural forces, from the forces of nature that guide us, not just are within us, but that are us. So that's uh, part of the Chinese medicine Approach. That's what we call the five element system, where there's wood and fire and earth, metal and water, and all of these things can be in balance or out of balance. And getting in touch with nature can actually help balance that. And the 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 Chinese medicine doctors and the uh, the yogis knew this, knew this very well. That we can be in nature and actually gain. Healing from nature. My teacher actually teaches us to be with trees and to actually heal with the trees and from the trees and to be able to heal the trees. So we do practices with the trees. Qigong practices involve connecting heaven and earth, connecting the sky and actually connecting the sky to the earth and the earth to the sky through our very selves so that we actually are a part of healing ourselves with nature and the forces of nature, and actually that we can be involved in healing nature itself. So those are all very beautiful practices. Do you want me to go on and on, Paula, without... (laughs)
2: Well, I was just going to say that yes, I do, but and I was also going to say that I love what you're saying and I remember a, a time when I had a lot of sadness and I would literally hug a tree. Yes. Um, yeah. You know, and as a young child there was this huge tree in our front yard and I would sit under it with my back against the the trunk, sort of as an instinctual way of knowing that I could be nurtured through that connection.
3: Hmm. That's it, exactly. Yeah. My teacher talks about the trees actually cleaning up or healing up our energy systems. So I think that there's so many different ways to approach healing, and healing with nature is certainly another one. I mean, we're a little bit off topic, but it does... Talk to the topic of rest and relaxation, which is that sense if we're out somewhere beautiful, we have that sense of wow, or sense of aha, or sense of wonder. That, that actual, that sense itself of, of wonder is actually a feeling that is very healing. It's very profound. It's a feeling that's larger than ourselves. Um, When I go hiking in the mountains and I have my problems, I look around at the mountains that have been there for so many hundreds of thousands of years and I think, wow, the continuity of these mountains and my problems are so small. So it puts this in a larger context for me and helps me really kind of see things in a very different light rather than being caught up, you know, tied to something that's niggling away at me. So I think it gives us a connection in a spiritual sense of something larger than ourselves and connected to larger than ourselves and actually that we are that. And uh, that is a very important aspect to human life that I think we're missing and that is actually very important to healing. Uh, I, I agree
2: with you, and I really think it's exactly on topic, because when your being and your mind and your thoughts and your heart are engaged in awe and wonder and appreciation, what an amazing way to relax. I mean, you know, just thinking about it, my whole body relaxed.
3: Mm-hmm. That's right. Yeah. So it is a wonderful way in. And it's not just the way in, it's, uh, it's, um, it's, it's, uh, it's who we are. <laughs> I was going to say it's crucial or it's important, but it's, it's not that. It's, it's, it's more than that. It's, it's really um, part of, it's not just part of it, it's, it's our capacity, it's our cap- capability, our ability to express that and feel it and be it. And, you know, in the system, another system of of medicine that I'm studying, energy medicine, uh, that is Eden Energy Medicine, um, Donna Eden sees these circuits as the radiant circuits, and that even that word radiance bubbles forth and light and wonder and awe, and when those are flowing very well, they go to every part of our body and send healing energy to those parts of the body and allow us to heal. So developing that radiance, that awe, that joy, actually is very healing. (laughs) I know it can be so difficult if we're caught in the quagmire of difficulties. You know, um, if we have pain, if we have many um, psychological issues, if the situation may seem so hard to get at um, that we're struggling so much talking like this can be just so airy-fairy it can be sound so difficult to achieve but I think what you were talking about, just that simple sense of appreciation of the snowfall and seeing the the incredible amazing diversity of snowflakes and the colors and the way they swirl and and there's nothing special about that but actually there's something very special and that's partly that Zen Buddhist teaching that everything is really appearing as it is and it's nothing special, but it's actually very special. And I think part of what creates a lot of our disease is just our sense that we don't really care or we don't have time to appreciate or it's, you know, that uh, um, just not, not taking, like you said, not taking the time, not, it's, a, it's kind of like a taking for granted state. And that taking-for-granted state allows us to take for granted everything, what we eat, our relationships, our work, all of the amazing just products, things that we have, all the amazing parts of our body that are actually working very well, the incredible relationships we have, our social fabric, everything that's brought us to this state, you know, whatever it is, all of the human history that's brought us here. Just the sense that the earth, the planet is here, the solar system is here. I mean, if we think about these things in a a real sense of wow and wonder, it's hard to take it all for granted. Um, In in meditation, we do a meditation practice. Many people have probably done this. It's called the eating meditation. And you just take a simple, small piece of food. Sometimes we use chocolate because people love chocolate so much. Sometimes we just use a simple raisin. And we look at that raisin and we see where that raisin came from. Someone had to plant the, they had to actually plant the plants to grow the grapes. And those plants actually had to come from somewhere. Those seeds had to come from somewhere, and the soil needed to be nourished, and there had to be enough rain, and somebody had to plant them. And then that plant had to grow, and then the grape had to grow, and that grape had to be picked, and the raisin had to be dried. People were involved in that. Processes were involved in that. And then that grape, that raisin actually had to be packaged and brought to you. So just even the point of that raisin coming to you, there's a whole bunch of things that... We just don't even think about or take for granted. And as we look at that raisin in our hand, we start to see the beauty of it—the the lines, the colors, the shape. So all of this comes to even before we're even going to put that raisin in our mouth. And as we put that raisin in our mouth, we start to notice the sensations in our body. So you know, there's so many things if we just if we um, slow it down and take the time and bring a little bit of regard and appreciation to what it has, what is in front of us, things change. Things will automatically change. Uh, and I think what
2: you're saying is just so important because you were saying so many people are caught up in the difficulties in their own life. And we have the ability to shift our thinking, to make ourselves stop those worries and those um, uh, tormenting thoughts and to shift to something positive that's free, um, you know, like just looking out the window and, and focusing on something beautiful.
3: mm mm-hmm. I think the shift is very important, and this is what I was thinking about talking about today is, you know, those those sympathetic and the parasympathetic nervous systems that are are in our bodies, and the sympathetic nervous system is the fight-or-flight response. That's the f- response that puts our blood pressure up, make our, makes our heart rate go faster, put the blood to our arms and legs so we can get out of a dangerous situation. And when we're in that sympathetic system response, we're there's a nervousness or an anxiety associated with that and many of us are living in that state because we don't have time to shift into the parasympathetic response. The parasympathetic response is the healing response. That is the time where our blood pressure can go down, our heart rate can go down, we can actually rest. It's a time where our immune system functions. It's a time that digestion can occur. Um, It's a time where our thinking might be a little bit more clear So part of that shift, it's not just in the thinking itself, but it's in the shifting of the whole nervous system response. And we're not just talking about the nervous system, the nerves. We're talking about the muscles, the bones, the hormones, the enzymes, sugars. Everything in our body is related to this. And our mind, what our our thinking is, how we're thinking, can actually trigger a sympathetic nervous system response, like an anxiety, fight, flight, freeze, fear response response. So part of part of our work is actually to recognize when that's happening, see it for what it is, see if there's some real meaning behind it and see if we, there's something we need to work with or resolve. And and then work with ourselves to shift, like you said, shift into a parasympathetic, into a relaxation response. And giving ourselves time to do that is really so important. So like when you were talking about earlier, not necessarily answering the phone if you're doing a relaxation or a meditation. Unless, you know, maybe there is something important and you have to get it. But knowing that you're making a choice at that point and that you're aware of what you're doing. And that's the other aspect of most most of us are living in this sympathetic kind of overdrive, I call it, and we're not even aware. So part of that whole aspect is that meditation aspect of awareness, knowing what we're doing and then being able to make choices about that. And the other thing I would say about that is that I don't usually blame two people because our habit patterns are very strong and also our energy systems are doing the best they can. Our body systems are doing the best they can with everything that we've come to at this place. So we're really working, like our energy systems are really working to keep us safe and keep us, um, keep us uh, you know, f- f- um, free of any harm or free of any suffering. And they're doing that in a way that sometimes is maladaptive, that actually causes disease, because there's always a consequence to different kinds of patterns. If our energy is not flowing, um, Uh, you know, um, harmoniously or balanced, then it can create a disharmony or an imbalance elsewhere. So I never blame people themselves because I always give people the benefit of the doubt that they're actually doing the best they can given where they're at at that moment. And sometimes learning some of these specific skills can be so helpful, just recognizing thoughts as thoughts, not as reality, being able to shift from sympathetic to parasympathetic. And being able to shift that state from sympathetic to parasympathetic actually requires rest because the parasympathetic state, that rest state, is a restful state. So it it requires rest. And rest means, you know, I was thinking about this. I was thinking, how can we think about these terms? Rest is ceasing work or movement. It's just stopping to engage in strenuous, stressful, or, or maybe even any activity And many meditations, teachers and programs actually teach the first step is stopping. And I never really understood that before, why that is. But stopping is about rest. And so let's
2: let's stop there for a minute um, for our break and okay. then to pick up. I think that's perfect because this whole idea of how to rest. And I think many of us use work to avoid thinking and avoid, you know, doing the exact opposite of what we need to do using it in a, as a maladaptive technique, which you were saying that it's the best we know how to do. But in this show, we talk about new ways of looking at things and doing things to give people more choices. So I want to pick up there when um when we come back right now i want to remind you that i'm your host dr paula the life doctor and you're listening to uplift your life nourishment of the spirit and before we go to break i promised i'd tell you what to do next with our new feature while you're listening to the commercials go to the list that you created and on that same paper prioritize your list Putting first those things that you will commit to doing. Stay tuned. We'll be right back with Dr. Paula Fairman.
0: Be the change. The Seventh Wave Channel on the Voice America Network.
2: If you're just tuning in, I'm your host, Dr. Paula, the Life Doctor. Welcome back to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit. I hope that you prioritized ways in which you're going to add more rest, relaxation, and or meditation into your life. And right now, I'm pleased to be talking with Dr. Paula Feyerman about this topic and how we can do that very thing.
3: Well, we've been talking about rest and we've been talking about stopping and that's one of the things that we can start to do um, is, is to take some time every day to have a practice that gives us joy and helps bring us to a state of peace or mental repose, a state of calm, tranquility. And, you know, that's so different for every single person. That's the special, unique thing of everyone. They all have their own way of doing it. Meditation is, very ha- is excellent for that. Um, But there are so many things, like being in nature we talked about. We talked about um, walking, going out for a walk, writing poetry. If you're interested in the art, whatever kind of art form you love. Um, I've got a friend who does crochet and does all these kinds of uh, needlework. Reading can be very relaxing for people. So I think if you know what that state feels like the state of being free from tension or anxiety if that's a place that you're actually able to reach with some some tool or some method or something that you that you love i call it what gives you the juice that you incorporate that every day i mean that's really <laughs> where we're at we just doesn't have to even be for long i mean it'd be great to be able to stare out of the window for 3 hours and i think that's very <laughs> very great um, great advice but i don't know if everybody's going to do that but even if you play piano and you don't, don't necessarily uh, have a whole time to do an hour and a half playing if you have 5 10 15 minutes that might even be enough to get you to that place where oh yeah i'm just stopping and i'm enjoying the piano and i'm playing and you get that sense that that you're anxious. On the other hand, if piano for you creates this sense, I'm not good enough, I'll never be good enough, I can't do it right, then that's not going to be the thing that's going to bring the relaxation. Do you know what I mean? So it has to be something that you actually enjoy and something that calms you, brings you some peace, kind of like that unwinding. So staring out the window is actually a great thing to do for, for that. That's not necessarily meditation. Meditation is a different has a different form. So, learning meditation might be actually your way in. Also, I'm sure you have many other suggestions for people to bring relaxation into their life, Paula.
2: Um, yes, and I think the the thing that's important is what you were saying about each person being different, and that you know, like I know with meditation, there are prescribed methodologies. And people can also create something for themselves, whatever it is that makes sense to them and that works. I mean, I know I was only able to meditate when I started lying down as opposed to trying to do it in in a traditional way. So that I think the important thing is to give ourselves permission to break the rules, and to just do what feels right for us. And and I think what you were saying about how the body heals itself during rest, and and I think we need to understand really how essential that it's not fluff, that it's really essential for our well-being and our physical health. Absolutely.
3: Yeah, I would also add, you know, I've studied Feldenkrais method, and in Feldenkrais method, we do some movements, and then we rest, we stop. It's just like what you were saying when you were having difficulty writing your speech or writing the the thing that you had to speak about. You actually, the brain and our body, everything needs time to integrate. So in Feldenkrais, we do some movements, and then we rest, and then we see how things have impacted or changed our posture or how we're lying on the floor. And many people just like check out during the rest, like they're, oh, this is just the rest. I'm not doing movement. But actually the rest is as important as the movement because when we're resting, we're actually giving our body, ourselves, our whole being, the time to integrate what we've done. So learning actually happens while you're doing it but actually gets integrated while you rest. So if we're constantly doing, doing, doing things or trying to learn something new and we don't allow ourselves the time to rest, it's very difficult for us to integrate it. And I I think that's important information
2: because even if your main focus is work, we have to understand that the rest is an important part of the work.
3: That's right. And I think... You know, there's a lot of um, studies that have been done about this and people have written about this and a lot of corporations are actually including recreational rooms in their offices so that the people who are doing creative work and thinking can actually take time or just any kind of work in in um, in the business world can take time out. I know that some places have had ping pong tables or lounges or places where people can just talk. And um, it's very interesting, the Linus Pauling Institute, when they built that institute, they actually built a very large common space where the scientists could actually just meet together and talk. Because science knows that a lot of those insights come not during the time of the actual experimentations, not when you're actually focused or thinking, but actually when you step out and you rest, and you're out, outside of that kind of processing, and then you get other kinds of insights. So the importance to rest and relaxation, just even to our creative process, our work process, is, is very important. I also just want to mention sleep, because we haven't really talked about sleep, but sleep is also extremely important. Sleep is actually the body and mind's rest cycle it's a state a periodic state of rest for the mind and body where you know your eyes close consciousness can be completely or partially lost there's a decrease in body movement and you're not responding to external stimuli and sleep is a very important time for our body our minds to heal it's also another time where we're processing a lot of information where we're integrating what we've learned and we know from a lot of studies that sleep deprivation affects us in very many ways. Our cognitive skills will go down. Our ability to think clearly and make judgments go down. There's an impairment in work. Um, There's an increased motor vehicle accidents rates when people are sleep-deprived. Our immune system function goes down. We have a decrease of growth hormone, which is an important healing hormone in our bodies. Our body temperature can go down. Actually, obesity can be related to lack of sleep. And even our sugar metabolism can be changed by sleep so that people can have more trouble controlling sugars if they have diabetes, if they have inadequate sleep. So rest, relaxation, and sleep are extremely important aspects to our whole selves, our mind, our body, our nervous system, our hormones. It's not something that, oh, well, I just have to rest is actually something that is crucial to our whole being. And we know that from traditional Chinese medicine because traditional Chinese medicine understands the cycles of nature. And it's when human beings take themselves out of the cycle of nature that imbalances can occur. So the cycle of nature is the sun rises, there's light, and then there's nighttime, it's dark. (laughs) That's the basic cycle of nature. Another cycle of nature is... So fields um, become fertile, they grow, the plants grow and are harvested, and then the field becomes fallow. And we also know that if we keep stimulating that field and that we don't allow that field to rest, we can have soil depletion and the next crop might not be so good. So in nature, there's a time, there's a natural balance where things are prepared, they grow, they're harvested, and then they rest. And that's a natural cycle that humans are part of. So rest, relaxation, sleep, I would put meditation in there as well, but that's a, a slightly different topic. All of those things are, are just part of us. They're who we are. Um, they're about our rejuvenation, and they're, they're as important as everything else that we're doing.
2: I I think that's really profound And, and speaking of cycles of nature, we're in the cycle of ending this portion of our show but I just wanted to add how very important what you're saying is and so many of us cut down on our sleep because we want to be more productive and how important it is to understand that we're really decreasing our productivity by shortening our sleep um, cycles so thank you again so much Paula for joining us and sharing your vast knowledge and insights and wisdom I always love talking to you and always learn when you're on the show thank you thank you Paula it's been a pleasure Good, thank you. You have a wonderful day. Thank you. Um, you. And I want to thank my listeners for joining us for Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit. If you enjoyed today's show, please like us on Facebook by going to my website, paulajoyce.com and while you're there sign up for my newsletter and get the free chapter on my ultimate creative problem-solving process for my best-selling book nothing but net browse my resources and um, look for the the um, my services including coaching speaking energy healing past life regressions or to sponsor one of my experiential workshops such as overcoming abuse through self empowerment 21 steps for healing the body energetic healing and creative problem solving if you mention this show you get a 10% new client discount on my coaching which I do in person over skype or on the phone when you work with me you get support guidance and healing from the spiritual realm literally thousands of angels and guides of a high and positive spiritual nature work through me and also directly with my clients while you're on my website go to the calendar of events and press click here to send me an email Also, go to my spiritual services page and register for my workshop, 21 Steps for Healing Your Body. Those who live in Dallas and want to experience the ultimate creative problem-solving process, the low price of $20, just join my meetup group by clicking on that icon on my website. We meet 1130 to 1 the first Wednesday of each month, and yesterday was a great session. Everyone who comes is always grateful, so please join us. And next Thursday, I hope you'll join us when Rabbi David Stern will talk with us about overcoming fear. In the meantime, if you think of a question about a show or a difficulty in your own life, contact me. This is Dr. Paula, your CM or chosen mom as designated by Bernie Siegel. Remember, you are loved. Just let that feeling wash over you and through you. Have a blessed week.